this is future Andrew. Uh, after we met last night, apparently it is going to be uh, October 15th, not October 1st. So while that means nothing to you right now, listen ahead. But every time I say October 1st, think October 15th. Bye. Ace buddies. Huh. Or buddies or something. Hey, buddies. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're back to Andac Games Lab Thoughtcast. I'm back. <laughs> and it's been a week of hiatus. Of not, like, not sabbatical. We're just going to say hiatus because there was nothing sabbaticing about it. <laughs> it was a crazy week. So, anyways, <laughs> we are continuing a week later to talk about game production. How do we produce games and things like that? And today, I want to talk about timelines, deadlines, and all those lines. Reticulating splines, as SimCity used to say. (sighs) That's right. You heard a sigh. (laughs) You heard a sigh. Deadlines, deadlines, deadlines. Uh, I'm actually... Recording this the week before we're supposed to be launching this, and you know, it's going to be tight to try to launch for uh, the first. And so, I think it's one of these things where you know, you have to set deadlines, you have to do something, you know, you have to have project management to try to keep yourself on task, you know, but you you always know that ultimately there is a certain amount of um what do you what do you want to call it there's a certain amount of like flexibility you have to have but but then again that's in our game development our game company which again is just our passion project it's our hobby monetized it's our uh you know, what we love to do in the shadows, <laughs> no, in, in, in the evenings, you know, and, uh, you know, I think about it in relation to like, Mike and I are both developers, you know, we, we did, we spent a lot of our professional career as developers and the concept of the agile method is the agile methodology is very big in the development community in the development world. And everyone's like, Oh, you know, I'm agile trained or I'm a scrum master, all all these things. And, and, you know, having worked on, I worked on a a rather large team with a larger, rather, rather large company for a little bit. And it, you know, it was things like the agile methodology did help out, help kept us on track, help us, you know, figure out what was in our sprints and, you know, how many points things were supposed to take to so how much time you were supposed to spend on it. And if it was taking more than that, you could let them know. And, you know, but of course points weren't supposed to correspond to hours, but they did kind of correspond to hours, and all that stuff. And, you know, I think there is something to be said for the agile methodology within the confines or within the framework of developing with a team. Now, I've also spent a lot of my career working for very small companies as a developer and where there's only a team of, you know, two, three, four, five people at the most. And in those things, we use kind of like an ad hoc 
uh, agile methodology, if you could even say that, where there's, you know, certain things that need to get done, projects move forward. You know, I mean, at one company I, I was at, we literally used like those mechanic envelopes, like those thick plastic mechanic envelopes, where we put all the project details into those and there were hooks on the wall and it literally moved between statuses like, you know, in design, in progress, and, you know, in development, you know, in review. And the, the mechanics envelope containing everything moved between those hooks. And it was, you know, it was almost like it was like a precursor to Trello in like uh, a hard copy form, which, you know, it's kind of funny because like with these projects, with this project specifically, and I think we're trying to do more now that Rob and, and uh, Mike are definitely part of ANDAC. But in these projects, we, you know, we did use, I set up a Trello board with all this stuff on it to help us kind of keep an eye on where things need to be. Are we on track? You know, all the little pieces. Uh, you're actually going to see in today's uh, ANDAC game-like post, I have a picture of our Trello for... Uh, the Stellar Empire Light Racer, and you can kind of see like uh, the method behind the madness. You know what gets our brains thinking, or you know where where are the things we find that are important, things that need done, how we tag things, assign things, move forward, that good stuff. Not saying that we have the right way, and in fact, I don't know if there is a right way. Every team should have a way that they understand how to work. Like for developing the agile method isn't necessarily the best tool if you have a small team, right? Just like it's not necessarily the best way to use mechanic envelopes if you have a massive team working across the country or around the world remotely, uh, even if you try to use a tool like Trello. You know, a lot of it is finding the tool that's right for your team. And the important thing is within that is how do you define what needs to get done? How do you track what needs to get done? And then how do you actually complete what needs to get done? You know, if something isn't trackable, something isn't, you know, maintainable or, 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 you know, that's probably not the right word, but if, you know, if it's not trackable, it's hard to stay, um, like, uh, uh, responsible. It's hard to stay, uh, on, you know, to know whose responsibility it is to complete something, to, to stay, um, oh, what's the word I want? Accountable. It's hard to stay accountable for what you need to get done. And, you know, that's part of the importance, too, is like, you know, when you're working with a team, when you have something you want to get done, you need to be accountable to deadlines. You need to be accountable to what people expect of you. You need to actually be there and show up, especially on a smaller team, you know. And, and that's something that, you know, this, this happened actually to, to me last night, you know, we were supposed to meet and I had an issue with my kids and, you know, because it's so much easier for us to, well, I shouldn't say easier, but it's almost like it's easier for us to say, oh, okay, I understand, you know, we're not being paid for this. This is just a passion project. You know, you can't make it tonight. That's cool. Whatever, you know, you know. Don't be part of the meeting. And there is a part of that is like, that's like great. And that's awesome that we're, we have that flexibility with each other, but there's also like to a certain degree at the same time, I let my partners down on this project. Like now I'm not saying I shouldn't take care of my kid. You know, my kids do always come first, even with my day job. You know, if there's something going on with my kids, I, I let them know, Hey, I got to take care of my kids. They are my priority. 
and I'm not saying that I'm not saying we shouldn't take care of our kids, but it, it's, it is something like we do need to be accountable to each other because we are all putting in our time for free. We are all putting in our, our life, our effort, our expertise, our, you know, our artistic and creative components. So we need to be accountable to each other to make sure we show up, make sure we are there, make sure we are doing what we're supposed to be doing and, you know, doing what we need to do to move the ball forward. And, you know, so we, we are using a tool like Trello to get that done for our team, but it's not like we're, you know, taking each other out back and whipping each other with a hose. If we don't get stuff done, you know, not that they do that in the professional world too. If, if you're a young person, young creative listening to this, uh, by the way, thanks for listening. Uh, like, and subscribe. Uh, but don't worry. They're not going to take you out back and whip you with a hose if you don't get stuff done. But I mean, they could potentially fire you if you continue not to get stuff done. That's a, another side effect of, of jobs and whatnot. But the, the point being is, is that, you know, I know sometimes it's hard to be creative on demand. And I know sometimes it's just hard to, to produce something creative on demand. And that's where I think you need to have like these creative not creative bedfellows. That's the wrong word. These creative outlets, these creative things. And this is where I think for me, video games come into play. Like when I'm in a real stump and I know that sounds funny. Cause like, Oh, you're not getting your work done. So you're playing a video game. Wow. That's really whatever. But for me, and this is me personally, when I play a video game, I don't just play a video game running around and blasting someone. Uh, I mean, I do play those games too, like on streams and things with, with the guys. Like it's, that's how you play multiplayer games. But like when I'm really stuck in a rut creativity, I'll sit down to a game of XCOM or, you know, empire Napoleon total war or civilization. And literally as I'm playing, I'm developing a narrative in my head. So like I was just playing Napoleon total war recently. And, uh, uh, you know, I had this this big campaign going. It was, uh, you know, I was playing the Grand Campaign or whatever they call it. And my troops had invaded France and we had a rebellion going on. And I had to send some more troops in and create an occupying force, whatever. But as I created an occupying force, in my mind, I'm literally like playing out this narrative of like the ministers talking to the king. Like, you know, sir, we, we have to we have to raise up an occupational force so that we can get you know the general out of the city, France to march out and take care of the rebellion. And then he's like, well, you know, we've just finally found success and, and money. I want to, I want to earmark some of this money to try to purchase off a, a, a territory from another country. One of the ones we need for victory, of course. And, and so the minister is like trying to weigh the pros and cons or, 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 you know, maybe after a war. So when someone gets caught in, in the field with a misnomer troops, I'm, I'm, I'm having this idea that, you know, people are talking like, you know, well, the general, he's out there, but he's on his own. You know, Lord Pitt has to, you know, understand that, that, you know, sometimes in the field of battle, you would call, you know, it's whatever point is. Uh, to me, sometimes playing these games is opens up different creative juices, different creative minds that let me go and unlock whatever is hanging me up. It's kind of the same thing with programming. Sometimes when I'm programming and code just is orient, especially since, you know, I now these days I'm the sole programmer at my company. 
you know, so I don't have other programmers to like bounce props off to or off of or ideas off of or things like that. Actually, sometimes I text Mike and I just rant about something and then I realize the issue that I'm working on or I'm working on or working through. Now, Mike works for, for a different company that has to have a security clearance, so he can't do that with me. But he also has a team of people that he uh, <laughs> can, can rant and talk to. So he, he does that there. Although he does, you know, rant a little bit now that on stuff that's, you know, high level and we, we talk through it and commiserate. You know, it, it always helps. But um, that's more like that's more like being a senior dev and what that really means, which I can get into a whole talk of what a senior dev really is. Uh, spoiler, it's not someone who's been programming for a long time. It's someone who's been programming for a long time oftentimes sucks as a senior dev anyways. Um, or they think they're whatever. I'll get on to that another point. If you guys really want to know about my opinions on senior devs and what makes a good senior dev. <sighs> point being, uh, a lot of times when I hit a hang up in my code, I literally get up, I walk through the warehouse. I you know talk to the warehouse manager. I say hi to the other employees out there. I take a look at order shipping, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then I come back, I sit down and it's like, I'm looking at the code with fresh eyes and I can see issues a lot of times, or I think, or I actually like reread the error messages. I'm like, Oh, dummy, this was, you know, this was this, or, Oh, when they say this isn't defined, they mean this, you know, like sometimes when you're so in the weeds, so nailed in, you can't see the issue. And that has nothing to do with project management, but it does have something to do with like overcoming whatever obstacles, I guess. I don't know. Which bringing that back to the game development world, there are times. Oh, because I was talking about yeah, 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 where we get our energy from and our creativity and things like that. And 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 honestly, that is something we have been struggling through here in the last month or so. It's like there is a lot to do. There's a lot to do to get a Kickstarter going. And by next week, we have to submit it to Kickstarter for review and then hopefully have it approved in time for an October one launch. And, you know, honestly, I'm getting nervous. I'm getting nervous that we're actually going to be able to hit that deadline. Uh, I don't know that we will. And I, you know, we're going to have to have, you know, what people like to call a come to Jesus moment next week. We're going to have to like figure out, oh, you know what? By the time this releases, I'm going to say this week. So by the time this releases, we're going to be less than a week. Oh, wow. So, okay. So everything I just said about next week, that means that's this week. <laughs> so by the time this releases, we're going to have to decide, you know, can we actually hit that October 1st deadline? And that is one of the biggest gut punches if we're going to have to ultimately say no and reschedule. I mean, my... My guess would be we'd have to push it like two weeks. So say like October 14th or 15th or something like that. That would give us enough time to finish off a lot of what I'm seeing in our Trello that needs to get done and going and stuff like that. And it's one of those things too, where you want to keep your foot on the gas if you do have to change things because you, you know, you don't want to say, Oh, we'll actually just do it November 1st and then take the foot off of the gas. Uh, not that I mean you I mean it's so easy to say well if you switch it to November 1st then just don't take the foot off the gas but that's not easy to do in practicality in real life in real life when you're when your deadline moves it's easier to shelve it in exchange for something else and that is the thing to keep in mind so well I am I'm seeing that I'm at the 15 minute mark I 
I, I really hope you guys understand what I'm trying to say about like project management and game development and all these things. It's you need to do what's right for your team, but you need to make sure you're doing things. You are actually doing something and you're making sure that everyone is committed to being part of the team. Everyone needs to be committed to doing their best, especially when you're doing this privately, independently, whatever, everyone that's working with you needs to be willing to do their best. They need to be willing to put their all. And there is a certain amount of grace you need to give for family issues, things like that, that come up because this is, you know, in the, especially in our case, and if you're a small development company, this isn't necessarily your whole life. And even if you're in a big development company and corporation, it's not your whole life, but good luck trying to get a corporation to realize that they're not your whole life <laughs> because they want to be. So I think the truth of the matter is, is that do what's right for your team, be the best person you can be with it and give grace, you know, to each other and, and accept grace when your team members say, Hey, you are having a lot going on in your life right now. Take a break. I can help cover this for you. I can take care of this for you. Because a lot of times when you get these kind of groups of people together, they'll wear their hats or they'll wear their burdens so deeply that they feel like a personal failure or they're letting the team down when they need help. And you can't let that be the case either. Um, but also don't be lazy. You know, there's a lot of things, you know, don't, don't just throw stuff off because you want to go watch TV and be a lazy bum, you know, be, be there, be present, be available, especially when you commit to things, but don't be whatever. So anyways, that'll do it for today. Thank you all for listening. I am off to record the next episode. And I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure what it's about yet. So you will find out tomorrow. Bye.